the year is 2003, and the first sequel to The Fast and the Furious is released in theaters. Some say it's a mid-entry in the blockbuster franchise, but does it truly deserve that reputation? I'm Luana Saita. And I'm Travis Kirkland. And this is Defend Your Trash Movie. another fine time on this fine show that we call defend your trash movie the podcast where we examine bad movies and misrepresent films to see if they're actually good and luana mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of car talk we're gonna be doing on this episode even though uh i don't think you're a car person i'm not a car person i'm not really yeah i mean i own a car but i i i have no idea how a car works I, I assume magic, there, that there's magic inside of it to make it go vroom vroom. <laughs> That's the best I know about right. cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but tell you what, even though we do not have that mechanical expertise, maybe we can bring our own personal expertise to a certain edition of a certain segment, a beloved segment, I feel. And that is going to be date or pass. Ooh, what are we dating or passing this week, Travis? Well, considering all the car talk, I think that we are going to be doing the date or pass stamp on sentient cars. So we're going to be looking at some of our favorite cars who have personalities who are quote-unquote alive, if if you want to go that far. But, uh, you know, cars that can talk, basically. And uh, see uh, how we how we feel if we would date these cars or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's mm, think come to think about it, that's actually a surprisingly wide category. So I'm yeah. curious who will pass the review here. All what's, right, uh, just lay it on me, Travis. What's, what's your first option? All right, so our first option, kind of obvious, but I think we need to you know get it, and that is Lightning McQueen from Pixar's <laughs> Cars. Of course, that's the red car, voiced by Owen Wilson. Yes. Um, let me tell you something right out of the gate. I have to say I am not a fan of the Cars franchise. Not a fan. <laughs> I have only very, like, I saw the first one on a bus, ironically, on a bus <laughs> voyage. Whoa. And um, I have very little memory of it. I think that, uh, gosh, what is Lightning McQueen's character even? Like, is he cocky that needs to be? Yeah, he's basically, yeah, basically that. And, uh, I still don't like that character. I think his (laughs) ka-chow is stupid. Uh, I really hate, I really hate most of the Cars characters, really. Um, I think they're all annoying. Um, there was, there was that promo... There was there was this there if you remember when Cars Three was coming out there was like that trailer that showed that was like weirdly serious where Lightning McQueen like was doing a role and looks like he was crashing out. 
and uh, I gotta say, when I saw that, I'm like, good, good. I hope he <laughs> dies in 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 Carve Three. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sure that no, none of us has uh, checked to ascertain. <laughs> oh, I have. I and here and maybe we need to save this for a Cars episode. Cars Three. I actually like that one. Okay, that's that's ironic. <laughs> ironic, even though I definitely, definitely do not like Cars One, Cars Two, and by proxy, I don't. Uh, I I am definitely passing on Lightning McQueen. Um, the, yeah, I'll, I, I'll pass too. I thought that could chow. I'd forgotten that until you said so. So yeah, that's annoying. He yeah. does the kachow. He does that tongue sticking out face when he's doing a fun stunt. Uh, I hate him. <laughs> Uh, I would honestly, I would not date most of the car, any of these cars, really. I think, yeah, to be frank. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's that's it. But uh, you know, let's move on to another car. Ironically, another red car, and this is Christine from the Stephen King book and the John Carpenter film adaptation of that book, Christine. You gotta, you gotta watch out for the shitters, Archie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mean, look, I gotta say this. Uh, I'm not someone who fetishizes cars. Christine in the movie, that that is a sexy car, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because like, there's the opening credits are like these slow pans over the over like the metalwork and stuff yeah. like like it's a sexy lady it's very yeah. funny <laughs> and then there's when when the one guy who's obsessed with her they're in the garage and he's just like show me and then her her, her headlights go up and it's like that's basically her you know strutting the stuff there for <laughs> for um uh you know i will say this even though i don't like lightning mcqueen red is my favorite color that is a that is a thing in favor of Christine. Right, right. Uh, very here's here's kind of the good bad though. Uh, she will murder your enemies. That that's a point in her favor. But uh, if you but she does seem like the jealous type, so she'll also murder anyone who's kind of getting too close to you. So mm, you know that type of fury cuts both ways. You know I don't know there. Uh, you know what? I'll risk it. She looks good enough. I'll I'll date because uh, like you know it's kind of like the One Ring. Christine is like the One Ring on four wheels. <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna become an asshole, but you're gonna look cool doing it. Look, I am a a monogamous type. So if I am uh if I'm with Christine, I am going to be with Christine. I think that was what that one guy's problem was. Was that he then started yeah, yeah. To, to try to date the one girl, and then mm -hmm. you know the car tried to kill her. And, you know, that led to an S. Like, no, 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 I would never cheat on Christine if I dated her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give a date to Christine, yes. See, you don't even have the negative uh, consequences. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let's move on to another car. This one can can talk. Talk the talk. Uh, I was going to say walk the walk, but cars don't really walk. They they run on wheels. They drive. Uh, they drive now. Uh they drive. They drive now. <laughs> uh, they were red too, I think. Yeah. Oh my God. That's why they were. That's why they made uh, such great writing in Rise of Skywalker. Oh. Oh. Uh, episode two. That's when we did it. Episode two and episode nine. Anyway, we got to move on to this car, and that is Kit from the TV show Knight Rider. Yeah, I mean Kit is a loyal and dependable friend 
Mm-hmm. He's always there with a witty remark mm-hmm. and, you know, looks sleek as hell. So, yeah, sure, I'll date Kit. Yeah, uh, Kate, Kit, it's fun. Uh, Kit has a good voice. I forget the voice actor uh, for Kit, but uh, he's got that... Uh, it's I, th- that- I think it was Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. Oh, I think so. You're right. It's a good voice. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have to do wonder because it is a slightly condescending tone. So I uh-huh. wonder if I would get sick of that real fast. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think maybe I would prefer if there was if I had to do like an alternate here, I would maybe rather date the Simpsons parody alternative, the, 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 that, that crime solving boat that they were watching. <laughs> well, I forget the night name boat. of it. Night boat, the crime solving boat. Yes. Yes. Uh, think how it could. There's always a channel. Exactly. Cause you can live on a boat. Uh, so you could live on night boat essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but kid, uh, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a date. I'll, I'll give kid a date. Yeah, same. Uh, coming up next is a uh, well. We're we're going with more kind of advanced autos because we are talking about RC from Transformers. Oh yeah, definitely. RC from Transformer. In case you don't know, RC is the well. She's the girl pink one, basically. I mean, that's a that's how they did it in the eighties. It's like what what's the girl one? Well. Uh, they're pink so that's the girl one uh uh she appears to be up i i guess she's going to be in this upcoming transformers movie the beast wars one uh i think i see her in the trailers i think so uh i know you also see her in that cybertron prologue at the beginning of bumblebee uh uh, she looks rad i do uh here's the thing because red is my favorite color, pink by proxy is also one of my favorite colors. I do like pink a lot. Uh, so that's another thing in RC's favor. Um, you could get inside. I mean, I guess you can get inside of all these cars. Well, I guess you can't. What? Wait, what does RC transform into again? I forget. Is it, It's a bike? I think it's a bike. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, so is that a car then? Hmm, that's a that's a good philosophical thing to think about then. <laughs> uh well you know it's a it's it's, it's a sentient motor vehicle so okay. close close enough that's yeah. the lonely island would say <laughs> uh but yeah i think uh i'll admit i'm not the biggest transformer fan so i'm not really deep too deep into how each individual transformer personality is different or not but uh yeah i'll give a date to rc yeah absolutely she seems cute um just pulling up some of her different forms and yeah yeah why not why not yeah we've definitely i mean you know if we've um if we've we've given the date to christine that i'm it would be <laughs> we would be remiss not to um date the far more wholesome rc okay all right well we have one more and this one is uh is a bit of an interesting one because this car when it was first introduced was not sentient but in okay. recent, but in a in the recent years, has become sentient in a way, or a sentient version of this car has been introduced. So I think it is fair play to see if we would date or pass on the Batmobile, otherwise known as Bam, the sentient Batmobile <laughs> on the uh, Warner Brothers cartoon Batwheels. 
what the fuck? This is new to me. You, oh, oh you God. don't know, you don't know about <laughs> Bat Wheels? No, what's going on? Bat Wheels is a I don't know if it's on TV. It might just be an HBO uh, Max thing or Max. That's what it's now called. Max. You can watch Bat Wheels on Max. But it's yeah. It's like what if all of the bat vehicles were sentient, like like Pixar cars. And oh my so, god, I'm just looking at the IMDb page. Holy fuck. So yeah, like like the Batmobile is Bam, uh, and the Batwheel is a character, and the Bat Cycle is a character, and uh, probably other stuff. I'm for, I'm for, I've never seen this show. I've only seen the nightmarish images of <laughs> these Batwheels characters. And apparently, like aside from them being called like, you know, Bat Wing, Bat Cycle, Bat whatever, they do have like name names. And uh, right, Bat right. the Batmobile is called Bam, Bam. Uh, I don't know if Bam like that, if that's the catchphrase like Bam. I'm here, Batman. I'm here to help you. Uh, but uh, I don't know. How do you feel about Bam? <laughs> he was named after the most problematic jackass guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he'll have all his scenes cut out of uh, Jackass uh, Forever. Holy bananas, Ethan Hawke is Batman on this show. Mm, okay, yeah. Hey, get that money if you can, Ethan Hawke. Uh, I wonder <laughs> if, you know, Ethan Hawke is like a really good actor, can really get into a character, so I wonder if he has to really concentrate on what Batman's relationship with Bam the Batmobile <laughs> would, would be like. That's incredible. I love this. It's com <laughs> it's, it's total Batman. Watchmen babies in V <laughs> Uh But uh, you know what? I, I look. I'll say this. I like every version of the Batmobile, uh, even in movies and shows. I don't particularly care for. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the Batmobile as a concept is really cool, and I've liked every iteration for it. Uh -huh. uh, I don't know if I'm crazy about it having eyes and a mouth, though. <laughs> And it's a and it's a talky thing and whatnot. Again, I have not watched this cartoon, but uh, I would say that that Bam it, the Batmobile is close to a cursed image. So I would say uh, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna give a pass on Bam the Batmobile. I, I'm just gonna give a pass because the whole Enterprise is so child coded. Like it <laughs> very much feels like like they're all baby vehicles. You know? Oh, that's true. It, it, Bam the Batmobile could be a kid, uh, theoretically. Um, I guess I mean, that was. I, I'm not sure, but obviously I've not seen it, but, like, they just look so babyish, you know? Yeah. I mean, that would fall into the whole uh, running theme of Batman, that he continually just puts kids in danger with Robin and <laughs> Batgirl and, you know, and now Bam and all these other, like, sentient kid vehicles and whatnot. So he just <laughs> has a, uh, Batman essentially just has a child army at this point, you know? Frank Miller's prophecy come true. <laughs> uh, what do you think Frank Miller's BAM would be like? Oh my god. Like he would say slurs. Yeah, it would have slurs, probably have some truck nuts hanging from it. A <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, a Bush Cheney 04 bumper sticker, maybe. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah, who knows? Hey look, if if Bat Wheels takes off so much that we get the dark gritty reboot of it, that could happen one day. That could. <laughs> the Bat Wheel return. Exactly. Well hey, look, we need to come up with all sorts of content for Max. <laughs> and they have like a like a fucked up like mutant car that's like, I will destroy the Bat Wheel. I will... <laughs> 
eat its exhaust pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think we got this. I think we just need to get a pitch, uh, a pitch, uh, pitch Bible all uh, together for this, and we need to send it to David Zasloff immediately. Yes, let's just say that it honors traditional family values. We'll put money into it. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, if we maybe we not may or may not get some dates, but I think we have a. From this date or past segment, we got a great idea for a reboot. <laughs> call us, Max people. Yeah, call us, Zaslav. We're ready for you. Uh, please don't cancel us, though. Please don't make us <laughs> film an entire season of Batwheel's return and then uh, not air it at all. So. <laughs> and then delete it off the server. <laughs> <Delete it. laughs> oh, no. Well, we deleted, we'll be part of the uh, serververse then. And uh, Ali. Algae <laughs> Rhythm. Rhythm from, from Space Jam <laughs> New Legacy will, uh, you know, we'll have to watch him play basketball then. <laughs> the current writer's strike is completely um, like uh, because they wouldn't, uh, Algae Rhythm wouldn't. Uh, Come, on. uh, uh, fuck it. My my brain is not he, working. He lost ever. the fight. He, he lost the financial records. He can't <laughs> pay the writers because because they they just got lost in the server verse. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Like David Zasloff has not come out and like blamed all of the Warner Brothers <laughs> problems on Algae Rhythm. Like, look, I wanted to release Batgirl. I was ready to do it, but then Algae Rhythm just he, he deleted it. I, I and I can't do anything. It's too advanced now. <laughs> the singularity has occurred. Has occurred, and it's all thanks to studio execs Sarah Silverman and Stephen Yoon. They had to create algae rhythm. <laughs> 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 okay, but I guess that was Dater Pass. <laughs> uh, uh, or Dater Max. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh again, Zaslov, we're here. Uh, but look, you know, I think uh, all this car talk. Uh, Look, as we said, you know, we're not car people. We don't we couldn't tell you things about brake pads or pistons or whatnot. We I gotta we can only talk to you about movies. Right. Right. So let's go ahead and well, let's talk about a movie that's not only about going fast and going furious, but it's also about family. So let's go ahead and talk about too fast, too furious. He did the stare and drive on you, didn't he? He got that from me. What's his deal? I got a problem with authority. You just need to chill out. You ready for this? Come on, man. Guns, murderers, and crooked cops. I was made for this, bruh. Too Fast, Too Furious, directed by John Singleton, was released on June 6, 2003. 
It stars Paul Walker, Tyrese Gibson, Ava Mendez, Cole Hauser, Chris Ludacris Bridges, and many others. It is the second film in the Fast and Furious series. The Fast Saga, if you want to be fancy about it. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, funny that, that we watched it on its um, 20th anniversary, because, you know, it's coming up on 20 years. How odd. Yeah, I and... mean, yeah, it, it's. I think it's appropriate. 20th anniversary of Too Fast, Too Furious, and... Uh, Within a few days of this episode releasing, will be the the world worldwide release of Fast X. How weird is it that that show that that franchise is like still going? It would be like as if when Too Fast came out, that it was that it would be a sequel to a movie franchise that started in '83. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but uh, you know, I think we, uh, you know, we usually when we talk, when we do our first dips into the, di uh, the I can't even talk. It, um, my tongue is going too fast, too furious. But you know, <laughs> usually when we took take our first dives into these big franchises, we usually before we get into the particular movie, we talk about our feelings about the franchise overall. And I feel like I feel like we have some very particular themes right, and right. opinions on the fast franchise <laughs> I, I think i'm a little bit more simplistic in my opinion um so like for me i would say i'm still generally on board with the fast saga um i do wonder if we are eventually going to get at the tipping point where this franchise becomes a uh too ridiculous that right. for audiences taste which you know again the the movies have already become so so ridiculous already but right. that's the in joke that the audience shares with the movie of like okay we're gonna just be all in you know all in on the joke that vin diesel's gonna be super serious as super silly stuff is happening around him <laughs> um but i do wonder if there's a breaking point to it i wonder and i wonder if fast x will be that again i have no indication if it will or will not be i'll probably still see it um but i'll say some entries are not as fun as others but generally i like the fast saga what about you luana i have some complex feelings about this saga please i saw the first one in theaters like back in 01 there was, there was actually a little bit of buzz around it as like sort of the low budget actioner that could and this new guy vin diesel well, he might just be the 21st century's first big action hero you know you call me intrigued because i always grew up as uh, you know a fan of the uh, arnold and then sly and you know action heroes so like oh this vin diesel guy and um so the first one kind of turned out to be a rare theatrical experience that the not-so-discerning teenage me actually did not enjoy. So if you grew up on, on hip-hop, you notice when, you, when you're listening to, to, you know, to, to tracks, to songs, where the radio edits in your verses happen. And 
the first Fast and Furious felt to me in 2001 exactly like that, like the radio edit of a hip hop song. And it wasn't it wasn't like a jolly Will Smith song either. You know, because Will Smith, I don't really have curses, so it doesn't you don't have to cut into it. It was a, you know, posturing, you know, hyper masculine alpha mindset, kind of toxic piece of work. The PG-13 rating, like that's that's weird. <laughs> like if you go back to that first one, it's all about, you know, um, Vin was obviously already very super serious in that one, even when it was uh, kind of um, the juxtaposition of being super ridiculous wasn't there yet. So he was kind of treating it as a serious, you know, crime action movie. And years Years later, I would kind of read up on its development, and I understood that uh, David Ayer had delivered a first draft to that movie. Um, David Ayer of um, uh, Training Day, he wrote Training Day, and um, and um, um, a man whose sensibilities do not quite mesh with a movie designed for the TRL audience. <laughs> So, like, if you look at Training Day, that's, like, a pretty dark crime movie. And, like, imagine trying to sell a PG-13 version of that with a lot, like, big hip-hop soundtrack, a lot of acting <laughs> scenes. Like, yeah, definitely. To me, that did not work. So I ended up seeing Too Fast and Tokyo Drift. Um, not in theaters, though. I saw them in a haze of weed in a dorm room. And I rather enjoyed these two, Too Fast and, and Tokyo Drift. They were they were jolly affairs that had their priorities straight. They were essentially DTV movies starring not quite huge rappers with an affable bro energy. You know, shame about the PG-13 for true exploitation fun, but at least they understood the vibe. You know, flash forward a couple of years, and I had started posting on movie message boards. And... Um, the fourth one came out um, quite confusingly named Fast and Furious without any um, definite articles. <laughs> and people kind of got talking again, you know, kind of the marketing was like new model, original parts, because like Vin and Jordana Brewster and Paul Walker, all of them came back. Yeah, hey, you know, oh gosh, I, was like, I did kind of enjoy these last two, so maybe, you know, it was kind of kind of fun. And, and you know, I watched that one, and no, it, I disliked it even more than than the first one. Um, that it was it was very dark and serious, and again PG thirteen, and you know very you know very grim and determined. And I was like, okay, fuck, no, this one's actually worse than the first one. Uh, it did come back to me in a big way with. Fast Five, which to me probably is the best one still. Um, and they added Dwayne Johnson in there. Uh, and uh, sort of like the all-stars of, uh, you know, bringing Tyrese and Luda back and stuff. And it was it was a return to too fast, sunny, lunkhead, good times machismo, an increased budget, some wild stunt work. Maybe they maybe maybe they had turned a corner. In fact, I liked five so much that I end up watching and pretty much enjoying every subsequent sequel in theaters. As the plots got more 
you know, ludicrous <laughs> and every, <laughs> and every movie introduced soap opera worthy reveals and returns, you know, it, it was almost like the saga was trying to act a fool. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so they gone from ill-conceived sanitized crime stories to essentially mission impossible muscle car goon edition. And, you know, uh, and I pretty much enjoyed them, like up, up to eight. Like they're they're kind of the the post five ones to me, kind of feel like the Mission Impossible ones post Ghost Protocol, where like I couldn't tell you exactly what happened in all of them, but I remember having good feelings and being generally entertained in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but here's the complex. Here, here's my. I feel like I'm hogging a lot of this. Of this no, podcast. please, please. I want to hear this all. <laughs> Something happened with the discourse on these. As certain traditions became memes, you know, family and coronas and whatnot. Somehow, on you know, in on the movie internets. These movies became the acceptable alternative to superhero fare in terms of brainless explosion fests. I mean, they were still essentially, you know, pro-cop slash military, eight-figure budget, PG-13 set-piece delivery machines, but they weren't as toxic as Spider-Man Homecoming because, uh, I, I don't know, family and Coronas... I guess exactly. <laughs> it, it basically, it's like it's not Disney. It's right. Know, if it's right. not Disney, then obviously it's not corporate products. Right. Exactly. So every like the sort of people that would turn their noses up at like, well, yet another MCU, uh, you know, the corporate pap. Like, yay, hooray! Weirdo Vin is bringing us the next chapter of his saga, and I'm like, but these are also fucking big studio PG-13 explosion movies. Jesus Christ. So while, while I while I generally still enjoyed the movies, I kind of soured on them. I, I didn't quite, I couldn't quite get a lot of enthusiasm up for it. Um, then, of course, the pandemic hit and Fast 9 would be the first one that I saw on streaming again. And I did not like Fast 9. It was too long. Oh. It was it was too long. A lot of the stunt work had had been <coughs> was not CGI. It was not practical anymore. Because like, what is the actual stuff that's fun or good in a fast? That's you know throwing cars out of buildings, throwing you know crashing cars. But a lot of it or most of it felt like CGI, and so I was like, yeah, no, this this one, you know, coupled with the discourse, wasn't really doing it for me. So um, yeah, Fast X is out, and you know I like Brie Larson. Um, I like um, I like uh, Jason Momoa. I like oh, who the fuck? There's a bunch of people in here. Like uh, yeah. the bad catcher from Suicide Squad. Yeah, uh, Dan. Yeah. Why can't I come up with her? But yeah, yeah, from yeah, her, uh, her. Yeah, her. And, <laughs> the, <she's, laughs> no, uh, you know, yeah, and, and egg is in it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but like, I, I'm I'm not sure if. You know, because it all has to play second banana to boring Vin, you know? Mm. And so I'll end up seeing it probably, but, you know, I'm not super psyched about it. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I guess for me, the F- 
fast saga if i have to expand on my thoughts i i have to say i did like f9 i did enjoy it um but i also totally understand your viewpoints um it it, it, it i guess it is kind of interesting like like I don't know. Do you do, do you agree in my assessment? Is like, do you think that they're? I mean, I. It sounds like you're already at kind of a uh, hands up, give up point with the series. Uh, but like, do you uh, agree in the sense that like, do you think at some point for audiences on mass, they'll be like, okay, this is just too like too much like i too fast too fast too furious <laughs> uh am i is my point does my point make sense i guess yeah yeah um i mean maybe the fact that none of these have bombed and they keep making them mm means -hmm. that you know there's probably still a because i feel like little kids probably really like them yeah because like they're violent i mean they're not they're like they're not like the most violent movies yeah exactly um There's it weirdly. There's like no actual sex <laughs> in a lot of these movies. yeah It's right just right a, it's just a lot of lot of honeys, you know, dancing around, and the camera looks at their boobies and their butts and their midriffs. Oh my god, that felt like when I it fast like nine fast eight. That felt like obviously like looking at the the honeys like dancing on the cars Yeah. is is a trope, Yeah. but like it feels like something very much inherited from the older movies, like when they still had their sort of roots in uh in the hip hop videos. Yeah, it's almost like a two. They 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 are like doing a two thousands throwback homage. Yeah, exactly. Like it feels I remember thinking like not even with Fast Night, like even earlier ones where I was like, this feels so weird in what these like sort of blockbusters Yeah, movies have become. yeah. It feels weird to look at all these dancing honeys in Furious Seven when you know uh, that they eventually <laughs> have to deal with Paul Walker's death. <laughs> uh, oh my god. How but weird is it that I was well, I was watching Too Fast. Uh-huh. This is a movie that you know came out not super long ago it's not like a classic you know 1950s movie or anything but <laughs> it's it's star and its director have passed away since then yeah, I mean, let's talk about 2000s throwback. This is, you know, this is the movie that does not star Vin Diesel. He did not return for this direct sequel. I think he said later that he wasn't crazy about the scripts and just decided not to. I what is, what I think He uh, pursued Triple X after, I think it Yeah, said, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, which, you know, because that script <laughs> makes a lot of sense, of course. Um, I also went to see Triple X because I was like, you know, I'm sure Fast and Furious is was a fluke. I'm sure this guy Vin Diesel has the goods. Boy, did I also fucking hate Triple X. <laughs> yeah, Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, I know you just said that, but as, as we say often on the show, Triple X could be an episode. ooh. I, I think... Because I feel like with the first one, the first one kind of amuses me nowadays in how ill-conceived it is. I'm sure Triple X would amuse me now as well. Yeah, I, I honestly, the whole Triple X franchise is probably prime defender trash movie, you know, material. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so Vin doesn't return. It's only Paul Walker as the returning actor from the first movie. And, yeah, John Singleton, the famed director of stuff like Boys in the Hood and Poetic Justice. He, it's his, own, it's his uh, 
first and only entry in the Fast Saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I heard the reason why he signed on to do it, because, you know, too, he's not, as I said, like, with movies like Boys and Poetic Justice, it, uh, a fast movie does not seem like something he would do. Um, right, but I right. think I heard or read interviews with him saying that he saw the first Fast and Furious and enjoyed it, saying that, like, it was the type of uh, movie that he would have really enjoyed watching as a teen or as a kid right, right, growing right. up, and he wanted to, like, make a movie in that vein uh, for the kids uh, of today, of or at least of the kids of 2000s. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I gotta say, even though this is his only entry in the Fast Saga, uh, I think this is one of the more enjoyable entries in the Fast and Furious series. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was this and Tokyo Drift that kind of um, turned me around initially on the, the series. Um, and they're kind of weird anomalies, right, in the overall mm -hmm. scheme of things, because this and Tokyo Drift, which again, that could be an episode two later down the line, but th those are <laughs> these two movies are clearly attempts at, at Universal for Universal at continuing a franchise, but Vin Diesel does not want to necessarily return to do it. He's off doing his other right, stuff, right. so your main star is gone. So they're trying to figure out. How does this continue? Um, and this is, and you know, this is the one compromise where it's like, well, we don't have the main star, but we have the the co-star at least, Paul Walker, who has some heat to him. And uh, you know, we'll do almost like a how you do it, like a like on a sitcom when one of the uh, side characters gets real popular and gets a spinoff show. That character, you know, moves to an entirely new location with and gets an entirely new cast of characters around. <laughs> they even did a they even did a little short film, uh, the turbocharged prelude to Too Fast, Too Furious. That was a DVD extra and you can watch for free. And how Brian O'Connor goes from L.A. to Miami. Yeah, we really like, need. Yeah, we needed yeah, that answered. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, I you know, he was on the run from the cops, so I guess Miami was as good as any, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, there's one simple answer for how he got from California to to Florida. He drove fast. Yeah, too fast. <laughs> too fast, in fact. Uh, yeah, and so I think, but you know. To be fair, like, even though, like, I think a lot of the sequel does reek of that cynicism of, like, oh, here's Universal trying to desperately make a sequel. The best they can do is, you know, get one actor, so they gotta, you know, desperately, you know, try to pull together everything else. And yet, I feel like Too Fast, Too Furious is actually a more foundational movie for what the franchise would be would become than the first one i feel right because there's like gadgets and stuff and and like there seems to be this whole um kind of network of of uh, crazy car culture yeah because yeah. yeah. think about it like the main plot of this one is that you know brian who's a crazy driver uh has to is forced to team up with the police to take down a bad guy 
And, like, right, right. that's pretty much been the plot of, like, most of these movies, especially <laughs> right, right, Fast right. Five onward, where it's like, okay, the government or the CIA or whoever, you know, they have to take down this bad guy, but only the best drivers in America have, can, can help us, so we have to go to, you know, uh, Toretto and his crew, and, and it kind of starts here with, with, you know, the police, with Miami PD, uh essentially getting brian and his crew into the fold to take down cole hauser yeah yeah and um <laughs> i was very amused at agent bilkins who um at first is skeptical at this whole enterprise but the costume department tells a story <laughs> <laughs> as his shirts become louder as the movie progresses <laughs> It's like, oh, wow, he's really down with the Miami vibes now. <laughs> and, and I got to say, going back to Singleton, I think he was a really good choice for this because I agree with you uh, with everything you said about the first movie. Now, I haven't gone back to the first movie in quite a while, but I would still rank that kind of low on the list of, of the Fast movies. It, there's something... It, like you said, it's it's you can you can see through the transparency of it trying to be cool, um, but I think it does help that uh, you know the first movie was directed by Rob Cohen, who's a white guy. Also, uh, if you look up the stuff about him, very very bad man, very bad <laughs> yes. man. Um, and uh, it you get the sense that like okay, so these movies are for, like. For the teens, for the kids, you know, these, these movies are meant for rowdy theaters of young people, right? Mm -hmm, so they mm -hmm. can, so they can hoop and holler at, you know, the cars, the, the stunts, the chases, the women, the fashion and everything, right? Right, right, right. Um, and like you said, that first movie feels like it's trying to hold back or it's trying to like do that, but in like the most four quadrant uh, mainstream way possible. Right, right, right. And so what I like about Too Fast is that it feels like, you know, the way that Singleton t I talked about, like, oh, this is, I made this because this is the type of movie I wanted to see when I was young. I feel like he brings that sensibility. Like, I think he brings that kind of uh, 90s hip hop rap kind right, of right, flavor right. that got developed in, you know, his own filmography that he became so famous for and imbued that into this blockbuster franchise so you can say that a lot of this is quote-unquote more junky because we're because you know the cars are crazier the fashion is brighter and louder the 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 hip-hop songs are even louder and more prominent and yet i feel like that is though what the franchise is about like though like it is getting at those uh correct aesthetics and correct aspects that people want from these fast movies as a theatrical experience so uh yeah that's why i, I do think fast too fast is a is a bit of an underrated gem in the in this franchise right right oh well it's nice to to, to see eye to eye on <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I, uh, it's funny because, uh, we talked about how Brian was the only returning character, but originally, did you know this? Originally, Roman, Tyrese's character, wasn't going to be into Fast and Furious. That was originally going to be Ja Rule again, his character from the first movie. 
Monica. Monica. <laughs> and then he loses the race, and he, he's, he's not going to get laid because he loses the race. Originally, uh, that was going to be Ja Rule, but then I think Singleton said, like, yeah, he... He wanted more money, or he, he, you know, his ego basically got the best of him, and he turned it down. Which, uh, you know, in in retrospect, ha ha ha. You know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, I mean, Tyrese hasn't really had hits in decades, so Fast and Furious is the only thing that keeps him relevant. Yeah, I mean, yeah. May, maybe Fast and Furious could have kept Jaw away from like Fire Festival. Exactly. Like, uh, you know, what 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 could what could have been worse? Getting involved in the whole instagram drama with vin diesel and dwayne johnson or fire festival <laughs> uh um uh in a weird way uh could the fast saga could the could the drama of the fast saga become the fire festival at universal you know at some point <laughs> with vin diesel promising like yeah you know everyone's gonna be safe gonna have a good time and and then slowly everyone's just like oh please get me off the sh get 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 me <laughs> off the ship and away from vin everyone has these white bread uh supermarket uh cheese sandwiches exactly like it's funny i know we're getting off of too fast but like yeah those videos that vin will do on instagram where he's uh shooting on a fast movie and he's like going around putting his arm around the different actors like yeah i'm here with you know jordana brewster and you know we're making a great movie isn't it great jordana and, <laughs> and they're just like um yeah vin it, it's great it's like, Love it, it. <laughs> it, it's like man it, it's almost like vin has like a gun trained on each of these <laughs> actors just right right <laughs> below the frame of the camera phone <laughs> it's really funny um uh, right. but yeah yeah but we need to get back to too fast um <laughs> speaking of tyrese <laughs> man <laughs> tyrese in this movie is so <laughs> funny but in a way that i don't think he intends on being yeah. funny. Right, right, right. like yeah he does jokes but <laughs> I don't know what Tyrese is acting. I don't know what his acting is exactly. What what's he trying to do? Um, I think that the 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 Roman line that made me laugh the hardest was when like they're at the club and like and there's like Cole Hauser and Ava Mendes and he's like like Cole Hauser briefly excuses himself and and he's like like uh, Tyrese has been giving her the stink eye all movie. He's like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, you seem pretty comfortable with him. And then there's like a beat uh -huh. like sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you you don't you didn't need to we got that from the first line. Exactly. <laughs> like he it's like it, it's got to be almost Tommy Wiseau like, right? Yeah, where exactly. where it feels like he the he, he Tyrese feels like he's doing acting right i'm doing the right deliveries and pauses right but then everyone's like no no tyrese what are you doing no <laughs> um is, is this maybe why when roman is reintroduced in fast five essentially the gag with that character is like oh he's got a big mouth and he does not realize how ridiculous is is it he is like is that what the producers and writers got from watching too fast too furious maybe <laughs> 
I mean, I guess one thing I did like in Fast 9 is that he has this existential crisis about, like, how he's getting thrown into these bigger, bigger and bigger situations that he keeps surviving. Yeah, <laughs> he he's essentially becomes the Daffy Duck of uh, <laughs> of the Fast franchise. Uh, or or almost, he's, he's almost pretty much like uh, uh, Sam Rockwell in Galaxy Quest, almost. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> um and, and so funny too because like his the other thing he seems to focus on at, as far as acting goes is uh always being hungry we hungry as he's <laughs> so he's always constantly like snacking you see him like licking his lips a lot too <laughs> and you know later on he's like yeah when i was in jail you know i never knew when my last meal was gonna be so that's why i'm always eating and whatnot but it's like oh Again, it's that time. Well, other thing was like, I think he thinks this is good acting, but <laughs> but I don't think anyone wants to tell him how ridiculous he looks right now. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and I do think that it works for the movie because like he he gives it this weird unhinged energy. It's like I remember like when he's like mocking the two henchmen that are like uh what. Like, he calls them Ilian and Fidel, but I don't know what their fucking names are, but, like, the two henchmen that are on their asses. And, like, he has this this laugh that's, like, super boisterous, but almost like an alien is has been told what the cunt <laughs> boisterous is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so good. That's so... <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with being in these fast movies. You don't necessarily have to be the best actor, as long as you have a thing. As long yeah, as you right, have right. a distinctive thing. I, there was, um, I do have to say that, like, obviously this movie's 20 years old. And I remember, uh, I remember Act of Fool, obviously, the, the ludicrous track. But I had no idea that Joe Budden's Pump It Up was yeah. also in it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, got, yeah. And some vintage pit bull. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, this is like wall to wall, two thousands bangers. Yeah, and again, I don't, I don't recall what the soundtrack was for the first movie. If it was wall to wall with that, but it really is like again, like I think you know these movies are so identified with big hip hop soundtracks that like right, right. and too fast kind of i feel like really set the tone with like yeah, yeah. with being so closely tied to two, to the 2000s hip hop scene mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah so it's a, it's a fun although here's the fun thing if act of fool is a song in the fast universe does that mean both ludicrous and, and tej, and tej <laughs> exist like they're just two separate people, essentially. <laughs> I love that concept. Like the, like he's Jack Slater and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> exactly. Or he's Ben Affleck and Holden McNeil in the View Askew universe. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, hey, the Fast Sag is so crazy that we could have two Ludacrises <laughs> in the same universe. Apparently, characters can't die at all, so why not? <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, we've gone to space so next step is the multiverse obviously yeah i mean uh uh oh here's uh, another actor i want to comment on and this is an actor who uh you know i she's definitely prominent like she's definitely a known name but it's it i I think i kind of want to do a few minutes discussing her career and that's ava mendez (laughs) who i will sadly say i don't think her character is good in this movie 
that's the problem with being a girl in a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just not gonna... You can be a great actress, but, you know, Natalie Portman had it in the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst had it in the Spider-Mans. There's just no role written for you. These yeah. movies have a lady because movies have ladies in them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't... Yeah. I get the sense that her character... Is supposed to be like a femme fatale, like, oh, yeah, she works yeah. for the police, but she seems too in with the bad guys. What, what side is she on? But uh, the movie, you know, obviously, you know, this, this, you know, obviously these movie scripts are not meant for complexity, you know. Uh, right, right. But even still, like, it, it doesn't seem like they give Ava, and who's fine, like, she's fine, but like, <laughs> it, it's, it's just like the movie does not give her even i even i think david devon aoki is a more fun character <laughs> than ava mendez and all devon's character is like oh fun girl she's just the fun girl racer right. <laughs> with all pink and, and asian stuff because she's pink and a because she's a, a girl asian girl so she's surrounded by asian pink stuff you know like like that's surface level and yet it feels like she has a bit more of a presence than ava does and again i don't blame yeah. it on either of those actresses it's just like right, right. like you said that's how movies you know sadly to this day they're still made in that way mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i also have to laugh at like she's at one point she's like yo brad i'm doing these new designs you like them and it's just like some anime girls and it's like yeah <laughs> love them and it's like yeah that girl's talented, yo. And it's like, yeah, she, she's Asian, I guess. Yeah, she, she's drawing the anime. Yeah, she got to draw anime and manga girls. She's, <laughs> she could she could be your anime girlfriend. Uh, uh, yeah. That's right, teenage viewers. <laughs> um, but with Ava, I had to, like, when I was watching it, I had to think about, like, oh, you know, this is a movie that is not serving her well, even though she's doing the best. But I also had to think, did a movie ever really use her talents really well? And I had to like do a quick Wikipedia mm-hmm. sh- search and I had to kind of think and look and it's like, she's obviously in some good movies. That There's no denying that. But even in the good movies and movies where I think she gives good performances and it's, it still feels like she's she there was never like an iconic role for her or something that you can really tie down and point out and be like that that is what eva mendez is like as an actress right, um, right, right. even though she's uh like i'm thinking of stuff like hitch and the other guys um she's in training day but she's not the most prominent thing in training day um and again she's good and i like her maybe hitch is maybe her most prominent role uh in a good movie but even then it still feels like you know, you're still playing love interest to Will Smith. And, yeah, right, right. and uh, you know, I guess these days she just simply is retired from acting. And, you know, she's married to uh, Ryan Gosling and they have kids. And, you know, she's just on Instagram just taking pretty photos. Um, Hey, look, you know, if she's happy doing that, you know, I'm, again, like as, as we said, I'm sure just being a woman in Hollywood is no fun picnic mm-hmm. at all. So, if she just wants to keep at it as she is, you know, good for her. But I, I'll say if Hollywood is willing to give her 
the roles that she deserves, I'd be more than happy to see her return to movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's um, totally. Um, that's actually a very good um, observation. That like what, like Evelyn is pretty good, but yeah, she's never really been served properly. She never had her like. Um, you know, I I mentioned Natalie Portman and Kirsten Dunst, but uh, yeah, she never had her uh, virgin suicides or. Or Black Swan or what whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, that is a shame. It is a shame. Um uh who else? Um Ludacris uh Ludacris is in this movie. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> uh y- you know, I what else was I I think I had <laughs> I had an observation when I when like that first car meet when they you know, when Tej is, like, organizing the race and stuff during the opening credits. One thing that immediately struck me was how visually it seemed of a kind with the James Gunn Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy crap. Like, this, this like, drag race meet looks like it, it could have happened on Monster Island. Or yeah. The on Spooky Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, they had to take down, uh, you know, maybe maybe there would have been a scene where, like, Cole Hauser's robotic head pops off and Scrappy-Doo <laughs> is inside, yeah. <laughs> Scrappy-Doo is running the cocaine from Argentina. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to bring up another actor who's in this as, in a supporting role. Uh, Mark Boone Jr.? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah the rat torture detective shows up and kind of one of the most like kind of one of the more intense scenes in in the fast movies with the whole like rat in a heated bucket torture scene (laughs) um it look do you think mark boone jr just knows like look i know i look like a scumbag so every time i'm gonna (laughs) show up in a movie i'm a scumbag okay I've never seen Mark Boone Jr. play a nice fellow. Exactly. Hey, hey, look. Good work if you can get it. If you yeah, know absolutely. what your type is. And, and he's usually an enjoyable uh, scumbag. So, <laughs> so you know, good on him. <laughs> I mean, I have no... I have no... Um, I have no basis for this. But it will be very funny if he's just a very nice guy who is very nice to work with. <laughs> I do have to wonder if you're, like, a character actor of that level, you do have to be, like, a nice person. Like, mm-hmm. essentially, right. when you're, you know, not, this isn't to be disingenuous to character actors, but in a sense, you could be seen as, like, a jobber, as someone who right. goes gig to gig on these things. So I wonder if, like, you just have to have that nice personality to, like, be able to, like, go from, like, set to set and just kind of work in whatever the environment is. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, I mean, yeah. must be, you know, if they're they're not they're not hiring you for your big name, so you got to be uh, nice to work with. I think. In fact, you know what, Mark Boone Jr., we invite you to the podcast. You want to come on down and talk about your work? <laughs> I'd welcome it. Yeah, let's talk about Too Fast and Batman Begins. Oh, then... oh my God! You, oh God, seriously, you know how many stories we would ask for from Mark Boone. <laughs> Man, seriously. Again, again, Mark, please come on down. We would be happy to have you. <laughs> uh, I love that. In, I'm just checking his IMDb right now. And in seven, he's literally credited as he's an FBI man, but he's credited as 
greasy FBI. <laughs> of course. He probably, he probably comes to set with his own grease to like put in his hair and his beard. <laughs> He's like messily eating sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I thought was kind of interesting uh, when, when I rewatched Too Fast, you know, mm-hmm. you know, ever since, you know, we, this franchise is now such a huge blockbuster is, um, the races. And I think the races are really good. Like, I really like the stunt and cinematography of mm-hmm. all the car stuff. But it then occurred to me, it's like, oh, but a lot of this race stuff is still about racing. It is still about a car has a definitive point they need to right. end at. And mm-hmm. it's about how fast and how many tricks and whatnot you can do. Like, it's still just focused on that. Uh, and it's funny that the final stunt of the movie is, like, when uh, when Brian and Roman, you know, jump the car onto Cole Hauser's boat. Yeah, it's, it's an evil Knievel stunt. Yeah, and, and it's the funny to think that at the time, like, that was the craziest stunt right, yeah. <laughs> they were going to do. And, like, you know, now it's like, oh, my God, they're going through buildings and they're flying out of cars and... You know, essentially, like, cars are now the, the CGI stuntmen of the Fast <laughs> franchise. But it's like, it, it just struck me. It's like, oh, these these movies, even though this movie, Too Fast, does introduce working with the police, it still is basically about racing, isn't it? It's still right, right. all about, you know, the the roots of the franchise, because that's, that's all they knew. That's all they knew what the franchise was going to be. It was like, okay, it's still got to be about street racing somehow. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's particular um, situations in which Cole Hauser says, "Okay, you got to race from here to here," and then this is the reason why, you know. And so, which is kind of a or or when they have to uh, when they want to con those guys out of their cars, they mm-hmm. they 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 challenge them to a race. So uh-huh. like, yeah, there's always reasons to have a race. Yes, uh, it's almost like everyone in the universe can race. It's almost like. In the John Wick movies, where everyone is either an assassin or works within the assassin world. In the Fast Saga, everyone can race or they know how to work on cars, basically. Or they're supercomputer hackers somehow. You either gotta be... Those are the three genders within the Fast Saga, basically. (laughs) Racer, mechanic, hacker. And the hacker is also like a, a person that hacks into cars. <laughs> exactly, I know. That's the that's uh that's when you get non-binary about those uh, three genders <laughs> in the fast saga. <laughs> uh, but uh, look, I, I I look, we could talk a lot about. I mean, there's a lot we could talk about with the fast saga, but I think we can neatly wrap up our thoughts on too fast, too furious with our wrap ups. So let's go ahead with uh, most trashy, least trashy. What are least favorite and favorite things about this movie? Let's kick it off with most trashy, our least favorite stuff. And I think for... Uh, actually, Luana, go ahead. Why don't you go first? What was your most trashy thing about Too Fast? Um, it's um, inability or unwillingness to give Ava Mendes some cool stuff to do. Like uh, just sidelining the lady characters, which is which is generally, um, while while it get it does get better than what happens here, um, I do find that the lady characters do tend to get short shrift in this series. Um, so yeah, that is my most uh, my most trashy uh, part uh, 
How about you, Travis? Yeah, I think I'm going to... I usually will try to pick something different, but I can't help but feel like that is, too, the most trashy thing. Uh, yeah, you could point out, oh, you know, the jokes, the ridiculous stunts and whatnot, but, like, truly, truly, what is, I think, a detriment is, uh, you know, Ava comes to play for movies, and you wish that the movie would movie would meet her on that same level uh you know the movies already give us fun characters you can give ava a fun character let's go ahead and move on to least trashy our most favorite thing and uh luana what's your most favorite thing about too fast too furious um my most favorite thing is the the jolly friendly atmosphere the you know uh we laughed earlier at um devon aoki doing her uh anime uh sketches and like when when she's like, hey Brian, check it out. Brian and Roman are like legitimately, wow, you real talented girl. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, this is the this is the this is the upgrade we needed. This is the this is the vibe shift we needed from the first movie. Like there's some cool dudes hanging out, having fun, racing cars, blasting hip hop, being nice, you know, <laughs> fighting the asshole bad guys. Yeah, I think I actually think that Cole Hauser, Cole Hauser's bad guy is he does like obviously not a complex character or anything, but he does he is legitimately unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, like I think I think it sets things up well. It does it dramatically. This is very funny to be talking about too fast movie like this. Like it 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 says like these guys are nice and fun and these guys are bad and we're gonna we're gonna fuck them up. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a, a, a nice pleasant sunny atmosphere is is my favorite part of too fast how about you travis i'm gonna say that uh my favorite thing about this movie is it feels like the franchise finally kind of uh embraces multiculturalism in a way and diversity (laughs) and like yeah look the first movie does obviously star you know vin diesel and michelle rodriguez and yet I can't help but, and you know, there's street racing culture in that movie, and yet, you know, for lack of a better term, I can't help but feel that the sensibilities of that first movie feel, quote-unquote, white, basically. (laughs) You know, as you said, it feels like an edited, radio-friendly hip-hop song. Uh, You know, but, and so I like that Singleton, I think, brought his sensibilities to the movie and you know again we you know i think one of the things that the fast saga gets credit for is having such a diverse cast and i think it kind of does expand a lot out here with uh tyrese and Ludacris and devin aoki and ava mendez and whatnot mm-hmm. Um, again, is it the most uh, culturally sensitive uh, you know diversity <laughs> No, uh, you know, no, but it's, but, you know, it at least gets those actors in there, and that often is sometimes even hard, is harder to do than say. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm going to say that, and I think it's that kind of diversity that has led the franchise to become so popular. So that's that's my uh, least trashy about this movie. Uh, but you know what? We gotta come to that ultimate question, Luana, the final question of this show. So, Luana, go ahead and give us your final thoughts by answering the question. Is Too Fast, Too Furious 
a trash movie. Can't believe I'm saying this, but no. <laughs> I think it's a fun uh action, sunny, friendly, um, you know, silly action movie. Could stand to be a little shorter, maybe, but um uh, for if you wanna watch some some racing and some early two thousands hip hop bangers, um too fast has got you covered. How about you, Travis? What do you think? You know, I am going to say uh, that, yeah, I, I'm going to agree and say, no, this is not a trash movie. And uh, if I'm getting, if my memory serves me correct, I think this might be the first no, not trash verdict I've given this season on a, on a movie. <laughs> oh uh, my God, seriously. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, screw you, Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's too fast, too furious. <laughs> uh gets the no gets the not trash but uh yeah i mean uh look are there trashy elements in this movie certainly so but i think as we've discussed throughout many episodes just because a movie has trashy elements to it does not automatically make it trash or unenjoyable or even bad uh i think that you could say like oh the movies get certainly less complex as they go along they definitely play to the more base pleasures of oh the cars go fast and the women are sexy and ah and you know how trashy is that and yet i feel like no but i think that is what these movies are about the that the flash is the substance and you just need just a little bit of effort behind that flash to make it enjoyable and uh yeah i may go against the grain in saying that i do think for me personally, I think Too Fast might is one of my favorite entries in the franchise. Um, I think I still think Fast Five is the best. Like I think that one straddles the line the best between being a quote unquote serious movie and a quote unquote uh, movie for babies. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, that still doesn't diminish anything for Too Fast for me. Uh, it's always an enjoyable one to put on. So. Uh, you know, I don't know what the future is for the Fast Saga. You know, supposedly Fast X and then Fast 11 will be the ending of this. I'm sure with as much money as these movies make, it won't be like the end, the end. But however they continue this, if they can take some lessons from Too Fast, Too Furious, I think I uh, will still be with the franchise. Mm-hmm, Absolutely. Uh, but that was our episode on Too Fast, Too Furious, and we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode on a brand new movie, and again, that'll be in two weeks, and Luana, mm -hmm. you know, Too Fast, Too Furious, you know, had to do that desperate sequel thing of, like, trying to really scramble for returning actors, and the only one they could get was Paul Walker. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what if there was a franchise... That was so desperate for a new entry that they decided to uh, not have any returning actors at all and get brand new actors for the for the characters. What? No, that sounds entirely amazing. I know. In fact, could it be spectacular, friendly in in our neighborhood even? Because yes, 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 listeners of the internet. We will finally be swinging high with that famous web slinger Spider-Man, and we'll be doing so with the amazing Spider-Man. Of course, that is the first Andrew Garfield 
Spider-Man movie, and uh, that is a movie... Uh, that, that, that's quite an interesting one, I will just say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, because obviously, you know, after that, because they made no more after that one, right? They did the Andrew Garfield movie, and then they made no more Spider-Man movies. They were done. Yeah, that, they were done. They, they never were, did it again. They were like, okay, we did that second try. We will not try again. We will move <laughs> on to other things. Uh, so obviously, that's why we need to cover it. Uh, but yeah, we will cover Amazing Spider-Man in two weeks for that brand new episode. In the meanwhile, you can follow the show on Twitter at TrashMoviePod. Email the show at TrashMoviePod at gmail.com. And if you're feeling especially nice and generous, you can rate the show five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In two weeks will be our episode on The Amazing Spider-Man. But until then, the defense rests. See ya. See ya.